Welcome to the Pre-Vet Pausecast. I'm Alex Avellino, your tour guide on the journey to becoming a veterinarian. Listen along as we provide you with tips, tricks, and tales on applying to veterinary school. Welcome back to the Pre-Vet Pausecast. I'm your host, Alex Avellino, and today we have Dr. Ray, who is a full professor and service chief for the Food Animal Reproduction Medicine Service. He is going to be finishing out our certificate series to talk to us about the Food Animal Certificate. So Dr. Ray, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here with you. I'm really excited to hear more about food animal medicine with you today, especially because I think sometimes in this era, a lot of students are interested in small animal and we don't hear as much about food animal. So I'm excited to hear what opportunities our DVM students have. Um, Before we go into it, can you tell us about your educational background? Where did you go to undergrad? What degrees do you have? What, What was your journey like? My journey was from Wyoming. I'm from a small town of about 2,000 people in the southwest of Wyoming. And I grew up in a beef cattle producing and sheep producing area of that state. And I had an interest in, uh, in working with animals. And so I did my undergraduate animal science degree at Brigham Young University in Utah. And then from there, I went to Colorado State University and got my Doctor of Veterinary Medicine. And after I finished up with the DVM at Colorado State, I went back to Wyoming, to my hometown, and went into practice there, and I practiced for four and a half years, and then decided I wanted to focus on working with food animals, with cattle specifically, and so I went to University of California at Davis, and there did a residency for three years and got a master's degree in veterinary preventive medicine. Once I completed there, I planned on going back to Wyoming and practicing, but my advisor was good enough to advise me to check out some of the academic uh, positions that were available. And there was one at the University of Florida and one Dr. Ken Braun, who became my mentor here at the University of Florida, hired me and I have been here since. Before we even get into what the certificate has to offer students, can we do an overview of what food animal medicine is? What is a food animal considered? When we talk about food animals, we're talking about those animals that produce food for human consumption. So that could be a dairy cow that's producing milk, or it could be a beef cow producing beef, a sheep producing wool or producing meat, or chickens producing eggs or producing meat. And so any of the animals that might be a source of food for humans would be considered a food animal. And so when we're talking about our food animals, we're generally talking about a group of animals rather than individual animals. So our care generally focuses on helping the whole group or population of animals to be healthy so that they can be productive in producing that food source for us. Okay, so now that we know a little bit more about food animal medicine and herd um, health, um, maybe Dr. Ray, can you speak a little bit about how we talk about One Health a lot on the show Mm -hmm. and how um, human health, uh, environmental health, and animal health work together. And I know that for herds, they're often eating the environment. How does One Health play with, with food animal medicine? The One Health would be involved in, in the wholesomeness and the uh, 
safety for consumption of the human so that the whole health and the well-being of the person that is consuming that product uh, is, is the important part. So as we work with the populations of animals, we want to make sure that uh, they're growing in a way that they are healthy so that as they provide, whether it's milk or meat, uh, they're providing a healthy, wholesome product for the consuming public. What are one of the biggest misconceptions when maybe purchasing um, meat or something that a veterinarian could be able to tell the public that they don't know about? I think the biggest issue for most consumers now is they don't realize there's been so much media discussion about antibiotics and about hormones and feed in, in their food that uh, people think that they, they have to worry about that. But really, the USDA department, uh, as with their food inspection system, there is with the food that you're buying, you do not have to worry about antibiotics or unnatural hormones being in your food source. The system is there, and, and those are people that are interested in food animals as well and those governmental regulatory positions. And they're making sure that the consumer has a safeguard so that they don't have to worry about that. That definitely makes me feel relieved. So students, go ahead and do some research about the food that you're eating, where it comes from, how veterinarians play a role into that so you can feel not only more knowledgeable about what you're buying and what you're doing, but feel more comfortable as well. So now we're going to get into the certificate that the University of Florida offers to our DVM students. So Dr. Ray, can you tell us um, what classes do the students need to take? What, what do they get their hands on? How does a student achieve this certificate? Well, let me just give you some background. The certificate uh, came to be because too many of our students that came to us in the third or fourth year of veterinary school, they'd come out on rotation with us, spend time working with food animals and say, wow, this is really cool, but maybe I'm too late in my career and my education to be able to focus on food animals. And so they'd continue on with dogs and cats, but just say, wow, maybe I missed out on something. So we began offering to first and second year students in veterinary school an opportunity to get hands-on experience working with food animals early on in their career. So they could just say, hey, this is something I'd like to do and decide that hey, I'm going to focus my classroom education as well as my hands-on experience so that I could potentially do food animal veterinary medicine. Okay. And so the certificate came to be, uh, so an important part of that is that we have wet labs that occur generally after class in the evenings or on weekends. Can you clarify what a wet lab means? A wet lab would be an opportunity for students to actually have, have hands-on experience and exposure to uh, animals. So the students in the first and second year are in the classroom. They don't get a chance to get in contact with animals. And so this gives them a chance in that first and second year to actually be out on a farm, work with animals, and have an opportunity to see what's happening in a food animal practice setting. Is part of the reason for that because a lot of food animals are maybe owned by UF and not necessarily a client-owned animal, and that's why food animals are a great way to get your hands dirty? Well, in, in the case, most of the animals that we do used in the wet labs are university animals. And okay. so they're there, they're available. Uh, 
they are our clients. We as uh, the veterinarians for the university uh, do take care of all of the food animal species mm-hmm. that are on uh, that are owned by the University of Florida. So we have an opportunity to work with them. We can work with uh, those clients to have the animals available for students to come out and have some hands-on exposure. Perfect. So this provides some hands-on experience in those first two years, and the students then can say, yes, I'd like to pursue a certificate in food animal veterinary medicine. And then if they do, then we encourage them to participate in elective uh, coursework that would be in class uh, discussions about food animal, food animals, uh, about ruminant internal medicine, uh, dairy production practice, beef production practice, advanced bovine reproduction, uh, things like that, that, so that they can get some uh, additional instruction that would be elective coursework in food animals. And then along with that, we also encourage them to do an individual investigation, which is a a small research project. And in doing that, they work with the faculty uh, with a food animal species, and so they get some additional hands-on experience. And then we send them out to do externships away from the university, and they spend at least two weeks on two different occasions in food animal practices or places where they can get food animal experience, uh, someplace in Florida or in, in the United States, wherever they would like to get that experience. So we help them to get that, that set up and happen so that they can get that additional exposure as they uh, work towards that food animal certificate. Okay, so that's a combination of wet labs, elective courses, um, the externships, so going Mm off-site, and then will they also do a farms rotation with us? And then they also do, yeah, and so that would be the other factor is that all, the majority of students get an opportunity to come on the clinical rotation with us, but those that are doing the food animal certificate will usually do a second or a third, and occasionally we'll have some that do a fourth or even a fifth. Because they love it so much. They love it so much, they just keep coming back, and uh, so in as much as they're able to do that, why they'll do an elective rotation with us. And research. Great opportunity to do some research. Uh Um, Can you, what is one of the really popular externship sites students like to go on? We have a couple here in the state of Florida. Uh, There's one down in South Florida where they have uh, a large beef cattle practice. And the students really love uh, the people they work with there, Mm. as well as the large numbers of animals that they get to see. Okay. And it's a different type of setting. We have another one that's up in the Panhandle. Uh, it's a dairy practice, and the students enjoy working with the people there. Mm-hmm. We also have a, two or three or four practices here close to Gainesville uh, that students are, you know, that may be tied a little bit more to the location, are able to go to and spend time working with them as well. Can you talk about the relationship food animal veterinarians have with people? Because I imagine it would be different than a small animal client interaction. It is interaction. very different, yep. So our clients, we have very few clients, but lots of animals that we work with. So the numbers of animals, uh, so we'll frequently be at a farm doing different things with different groups of animals, but we're still working with that same client. Mm-hmm. So it's important that we have a good relationship with the client, that we have regular communication with them. Uh, that they feel comfortable with what we're doing and that we feel some some sense of comfort at going to their farm and, and working 
freely with the animals that they have there. And so it's always, it's always great to have those kind of good relationships with a client that you're working with very regularly. Hopefully you all have heard that as a pattern on this podcast. Client communication, client interaction, building that relationship is so important across all fields of veterinary medicine. And we do have one of our clients that has been a client now for over 30 years since, wow. since the beginning of the College of Veterinary Medicine. And we have, our, we have two veterinarians uh, that go out there uh, each week, and they've been going there every week for 30 years. Every week. I really, I'm glad that we did this because for some reason I thought if you were a food animal veterinarian, maybe you're going out once a year to go visit those animals. It sounds like it's even more involved. Oh, than it's, it's much more intense than that. So, uh, so depending on the type of practice you've got, I, I do have some clients that I may see only a couple of times per year, mm -hmm. uh, but others that were much more regular and uh, we would expect to be there every one or two every three weeks. You know, students, don't forget that when you're thinking about um, the type of veterinary medicine you want to get into, you do need to work with veterinarians, and it's a great opportunity to get to know the veterinarian while you're driving around potentially for long distances in the car, so make sure you're building those relationships as well. So Dr. A, we have a food animal club. We have a food animal club. What mm -hmm. kinds of opportunities do the students get to have in, a, in the food animal club? The Food Animal Club uh, leadership generally looks for different opportunities. They help us set up the wet labs for the certificate. Mm -hmm. So they'll usually have 15 to 18 of those wet labs, but they also look for interesting people that they can invite to come to the college and talk about food animal practice, either veterinarians that are in private practice or veterinarians that are with a pharmaceutical company mm. or USDA uh, regulatory veterinarians. They can come and uh, talk about uh, what they do as a veterinarian or talk about uh, interesting topics that they might find of interest. I think the USDA students often think about that and they relate it with food animal health and medicine. What um, Can you speak about the potential career opportunities they could have for the USDA? There are predominantly two. One of them with, would be with APHIS, the animal uh, health uh, portion of it, where they would be working with uh, new emerging diseases or pathogens that might be uh, entering the United States, uh, keeping animals, uh, working up cases or working with animals that might have uh, specific disease problems that are of a regulatory nature within Florida or the United States. And then the other uh, portion is the FSIS, which is the food inspection system. Mm -hmm. And so those would be the ones that are checking to make sure that uh, the meat or eggs or milk or products that are be, uh, being consumed by us are wholesome and uh, are not uh, carrying pathogens uh, of disease pathogens or have uh, residues of any sort that uh, we wouldn't want to enter the food chain. So those would be your big two areas for USDA. It sounds like the first one probably has a lot to do with research. There could be some research. Uh, Usually the research is done, and then they might be out in the field applying those things. We have the research component part of the certificate. Can you tell me um, an example of an interesting research project someone did this year or has done in the past? We have a student that just finished one up, and occasionally students do well enough on these that they can be published, and I think this is one that could very well be published. But she was looking at uh, sick calves or weak calves and beef cattle herds, 
and was looking specifically at weather components and how that might influence those calves. And so she did a very interesting job of putting together temperature, humidity, wind speed, and a number of other uh, weather-related factors into a single measurement. And she worked with uh, a, a weather man in uh, Tallahassee to help her figure out how to do this. Awesome. And then she got the information for all of the calves that were sick or died. And then uh, she looked at the weather patterns three days before, three days after to look to see what the influence was and found some, some very interesting patterns that related to temperature and the changes in temperature. Wow. And uh, it, it's a nice enough paper that I really think we're going to be able to get it published. What a neat concept. Students, uh, I often hear them say, I don't want to do research. Research is boring. And I think they think research is just sitting behind a microscope because that's what they see. And often it's, it's much more, it's no, so much more than that. Dr. Ray, what have we not talked about? What do you think students need to know? Future veterinarians, food animal, you know, focus. What, what do our students need to hear from you today? I think most of the students have lots of exposure with dogs and cats, whether it's in the house or neighbors or whatever, but uh, very seldom, like I said, most students are not coming from rural backgrounds, they're not coming from food animal backgrounds, and that, that comes because we only have 2% or less of the population now that's associated with food production. And so most students do not have that uh, background in working with uh, food producing animals. And it would be uh, meaningful for them, I think, if they sought out an opportunity, whether it's working with goats or sheep or cattle, uh, finding a veterinarian that does food animal practice and getting some sense of, of what they do. Uh, if nothing else, it'll give you a new perspective on, on what veterinary medicine is all about and what food uh, production is all about. Well, students, you heard it here. Your homework is to seek out a food animal veterinarian and food animal experience to not only round out your veterinary application and experience, but potentially to spark new interest in this field that you are interested in. I'm Alex Avellino, and we'll talk to you soon.